0: You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart.
1: Always good to talk Colts football with Stephen Holder from the Indy Star. Stephen, thanks so much for coming back on the show since Colts GM Chris Bauer conceded that Frank Reich wasn't on his original short list to replace Chuck Pagano when he was starting the process in December and we know Josh McDaniels backed out of the job last week. What was the local reaction
2: to Reich getting the gig? You know, I, I think there's universal support for this, which is pretty rare and it, it may be less muted than it was for Josh McDaniels because I think excuse me, despite him being a patriot which doesn't go over very well around here I think people were excited about the offensive upside that he might have brought and people kind of came around to supporting that but with but even with Josh McDaniels there were certainly doubts and there were there were some there was some second-guessing even after people had come to accept it here I'm not hearing any of that. I just hear all positive reaction to this. And, again, it's day one, or I guess day two now, and we'll see. But I don't hear any feedback that tells me people are are concerned about this or have doubts about it. I mean, he really comes across well. And I think he he definitely won the press conference for what that's worth. And I think he made a great first impression.
0: Stephen, when you look at the time that, Andrew Luck has spent in the National Football League over the last three years. He's missed 26 games over the last three years. Most players in the National Football League, when they miss that much time, uh, they're considered either a liability or they're just not capable of being a starter or even in the National Football League for that matter. Think of someone like Sam Bradford. What would you say about Andrew Luck if he comes back this season um, and he not have the opportunity to stay on the football field and most importantly, stay healthy?
2: Well, if that happens again, then I don't think there's any real dispute about it. Uh, right now, the, the problem has been that his shoulder wasn't addressed at an earlier time. So that problem lingered, and then it ended up costing, costing him, as you know, 2017. So if they can alleviate this problem, then I don't foresee Andrew Luck being a guy who's repeatedly injured again. But it's really going to boil down to to addressing this once and for all they have addressed it, and it's really going to be a matter of of finally closing the book on this injury. they can do that and turn the page, then there's really not a lot of reason to be concerned about Locke. But until they do that, we have to always sort of uh, consider the jury being still out because it is. He has to take the field. It is what it is. Uh, The other thing is he missed 16 games last year with the shoulder. Prior to that, he had sort of the – uh, lacerated kidney injury, which is kind of a freak injury, and I, and I, I get that it, it certainly adds to the totals of games missed, but I, I kind of chalk it up to, I presume, a one-time thing and not something that he'll have to confront later on. So the shoulder is what it's all about right now for Andrew Luck
1: spotlighting the Colts with Stephen Holder, does a great job of covering the club for the Indy Star. Stephen, I don't want to be too cynical, and you're closer to the scene than I am, but I'll go back to last July, August. Chuck Pagano was indicating to the assembled media that you were part of, everything's fine with Andrew Luck. We think he's going to be ready to go. And here we are in February. Luck's still not throwing the football. So is it reasonable to have some doubts about a timetable moving forward?
2: Uh, I think the, the proper perspective on it is, is to, I always say, show me, don't tell me. So, And I think the Colts are taking that approach. I mean, look, they're, they're answering the question based on the information they have now. And that information they have right now is the doctors are telling them, we think he's going to be fine, we don't think he needs another surgery, but he's got to continue to ramp up his throwing and continue to, to really stress that shoulder before you can say that 100%. So I think they're, they're pretty honest about the situation right now. They can only answer the question based on the the information that's currently available. Now, that could change, and they don't anticipate it changing, but it could change. To your question, uh, should there be concern? Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to be concerned. Anytime the guy's been out this long, it's totally fair to, to be concerned about it. Uh, and, but what I also would say is that last year, I do feel strongly about this. Last year, coming into the season, I don't necessarily feel... Well, Jim Mercer probably talked out of school a couple of times. <laughs> that I will admit. But I think I, I think that, that general manager Chris Ballard, even Chuck Pagano to some extent, when they told us the plan was for Andrew Luck to play, that was true. Andrew Luck did come back to practice. So I think all systems would go until he ran into that shoulder soreness that caused them to shut him down. So he was as close as he's been to playing uh, last October. At any point he – since this shoulder surgery in uh, last January. It just didn't happen. They had to shut it down and kind of start the process over, and that's why we're still at it. So hopefully it's coming to a conclusion.
0: Many players, Stephen, come into the National Football League and are always compared to other players. Andrew Luck came in, and uh, many may have wanted him to be the second coming to to Peyton Manning and Indy, uh, but it hadn't fared that way. Do you think it's fair to put that much pressure on a player's career when they're just coming to the National Football League and and knowing that you gave up someone that was one of the best if not the best in the game for a kid that came from a system that was uh, built around running the football and play action pass and throwing the football down the field as well as making plays with his feet?
2: Yeah, look, it, it's, it's tough and it's not fair, to answer your question at all, to put those kinds of expectations on a guy. But I will say this, Andrew Luck... <laughs> The one thing he doesn't, uh, doesn't falter in the face of is pressure. Uh, he's dealt with that better than most players I've ever dealt with. In fact, if you think back to the first three years of his career, he has become a master of sort of the fourth quarter and overtime comeback. I mean, that was kind of his calling card. And the interesting thing about the, the correlation between Andrew Luck and Peyton Manning, look, he's not Peyton Manning, and nor do I ever try to cast him as that. Well, what's interesting is that Peyton Manning, I think sometimes people forget Peyton didn't have immediate success in terms of team success. It took some time. Those Colts teams went four years without ever winning a playoff game. Andrew Luck has, has taken this team to the AFC championship game. Now they've had a lot of difficulties since then, but his first year they, they lost their one playoff game. The next year, he had that thrilling playoff victory over the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the biggest comebacks in history. You know, all off Frank Reich back in the day, ironically. And then the next year after that, they took the next step and went to the championship game and lost in New England. So they have really, under Andrew Luck, they have really taken some huge postseason leaps. But it's just been the injuries, and it's been, I think, in large part, the team around him that has failed Andrew Luck. And if those two things can happen, if they can get him healthy and they can build a better roster around him, then he's got a chance to get back on track. But both of those things have to happen, and and so far they haven't happened concurrently in the last couple of years.
1: Stephen Holder from the Indy Star is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Let's address other roster issues. Frank Gore, 34, on his way to the Hall of Fame but heading into free agency. So what does the Colts running back situation look like with the potential to draft Saquon Barkley from Penn State if they
2: choose? Yeah, I don't anticipate Frank Gore coming back. I think he he definitely wants to play this year. Depending on the situation, he's kind of exploring his options, and we'll see where that goes. And in terms of the running back situation outside of of Gore, they've got Marlon Mack, who is a a nice fourth round pick from a year ago. I don't think he's an every down back. So Saquon Barkley to me is extremely tempting. Look, I am I'm not one of those people who makes blanket assumptions about positions, you know, you shouldn't draft a running back that high. Maybe you should, shouldn't. I don't don't look at it that way. I think you look at it on a case-by-case basis. And the question with Saquon Barkley, for me, just a layperson, is what if he's Adrian Peterson, right? Do you leave that on the table, you know, just because of some sort of philosophy? That would be pretty stupid. So I think they have to at least keep their options open there. The other thing I'd say, though, is, look, Getting a pass rusher like Chubb at number three, it really could invigorate their defense. They've been searching for a pass rusher here in Indianapolis, really, since Robert Mathis' last couple of years, where he started to really fade and and show his age. They just haven't been able to do it. Like Freeney's been gone now for five, six years. They really have to do something about their pass rush. And I don't know that there are, are better opportunities to do it than with that number three pick. So it's really going to come down to do they think that the tantalizing potential of, of Saquon Barkley overrides, you know, the huge, huge need and ability to fill it that Chubb provides. So that's a tough question. And I don't know that there's a right answer. It really just depends on your perspective.
0: When you look at the AFC South, there's been a division for many years, especially going back to Peyton Manning where they were reigned supreme in that division. And everyone else was obviously second fiddle, but it's kind of flopped a little bit. Jacksonville is now playing about as good as it gets, even with Blake Bortles. Um, you see the Tennessee Titans finding their way. You see the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson. He's coming back along with J.J. Watt and those guys getting healthy. But right now, Indy looking like they're the team that has the most issues. What do you think it's going to take for them to at least start becoming more competitive as they move forward?
2: I don't think that's a, an unfair assessment at all. I mean, they have a lot of work to do. It, it, it really has flipped. The situation in the division has really flipped the last couple of years. And it's not surprising. I mean, Jacksonville has been stockpiling these early draft picks for years, and they now have a coaching situation and a front office situation that seems stable, and these guys are making things happen. So we'll see what happens at the quarterback... Position, but certainly they are a team that, that is going to have to be dealt with. Tennessee is sort of on the verge of becoming a legitimate threat. I still think that when I watched Tennessee in the regular season last, last year, I frankly was underwhelmed. But then they had a pretty good showing in the playoffs, so we'll have to see where they're at. They have to truly define themselves going forward. But Marcus Mariota made some plays in the playoffs that I have not seen from him. So, if he continues to do that, they're on the right track. And then I just, I really just love Deshaun Watson. And, and I think Bill O'Brien is a good coach, and he's going to get that kid going uh, once he gets healthy. So, the Colts just really, right now, they got to keep pace. That's what they got to do. And then as they do that, then the next step will be trying to find a way to get ahead of the competition. Right now, it's about keeping pace and not falling too far behind in this division because on a man to man basis, they have probably the worst personnel. So they have the best quarterback, perhaps, but he's not played. So their best attribute and where they measure up with the SEC South, uh, they don't have it at their disposal right now. So it's not a great situation for the Colts, and they got to keep pace because the division has gotten significantly better.
1: Steven, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again here on the NFL on TuneIn. All
0: right, guys, anytime.